the, for the overall um, theme of the story, you get to learn to love characters or hate characters. You know, there's some that you're like, oh my gosh, they made me cry because they're so endearing or they're so compassionate or there's some that are just like, we don't like them because they're so mean, they're villains, right? Um, but they have that very strong power to be able to um, influence your, you know, two hours of watching a movie or however long it takes you to read a book. Um, part of the, the job of the writer is to build up those characters uh, through words so they can use words to describe a person, right? So they could say, John is charming, but he's uh, deceptive. Or they can use his actions or his behaviors. Um, yeah. Me. Yeah. It's going to be real awkward. What? That's not what we're talking about. Huh? No. You said characters. No. What? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Personal character. You know what? It's kind of the same thing, though, right? Because our personal characters can be good or they can be bad. We try to be funny. I don't know if that worked. I see lots of people. I see lots of people laughing. Yay! <laughs> Y'all have no idea how serious I am, so that was great. <laughs> but really, it, uh, thanks, Crystal. Um, it really falls in the same thing, right? Because our personal character can have good qualities or it can have bad qualities. And, uh, and then our character can influence our life um, either in a good way, bad way, whatever way, um, because I know I talk with my hands. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. I do talk with my hands. Um, and now that I got this paper clip, it's going to be great. Um, I am super nervous tonight, too, by the way. So we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, but anyway, our character has the ability to make or break our life. I'm just going to say it, right? Um, it, it, it just has that much power, and it influences us, but it also influences other people. So how do we define character? What is it? We have a slide. Yep. I don't want to be in the way. Um, our character is distinctive to us. It's who we are. It's kind of a mixture of mental and moral qualities that are specific to you and who you are. So one of the things that I like to think I have is integrity. And so for me, I feel like I have integrity as a personal trait that's distinctive to me. Um, another one is I like to talk British a lot. And I'm the only one that does that. And so that's specific to me, OK? Um, OK. Um, <laughs> so. As we talk about our character, it's really a combination of our dispositions, our thoughts, our desires, our actions. It's like all of that stuff balled up into one. It's kind of like who we are on the inside, right? And that's important. Why? Don't answer yet. So I have candy in this bowl. I require audience participation to get said candy. Um, chocolate and then suckers. And hopefully, if you want a sucker, I can aim it well, but um, <laughs> you might just have to come get it. That's right. For those in the back, I'm not sure where it's going to go. But I want you guys to participate. I want you to think of some words that would describe a good uh, trait of a character. So integrity is my word that I'm putting up there. So raise your hand to describe a word. Very good, Savannah. Sucker or M&Ms? This might have been a bad idea. Heads up! Oh! 
So you guys can come get candy. <laughs> All right, what's another word? Anna. Compassionate? Very good. Here, will you just come walk? I don't want to hurt anybody. Because I'm so kind. Emma. Huh? Generous. Very good. Do you want a sucker or chocolate? Here. Chocolate or sucker? Emily. Loyal. Very good. Chocolate or sucker? Lollipop. I'm going to throw this. Oh, you want to pass it? She's like, no. I don't know your name. Andrea. Honest. Very good. Chocolate or sucker? M&M Snickers. All right, we'll try this again. You caught it the last time. Good, good job. Brittany. Humble. Very good. Chocolate or sucker? Very good. All right. Very good. So let's switch it. We're going to continue. Let's think of bad characteristics. Selfish. Very good. Chocolate or sucker? I'm going to throw a Snickers. <laughs> At least I got to the table. Lying and deceiving. Very good. Chocolate or sucker? See, this is fun. I'm going to do another candy bar. Carter. Arrogant. Oh, that was one of my favorites. Sucker or chocolate? Um, I do. I don't want to throw suckers because if this hits somebody... Okay. Thank you. Yes. Disrespectful. Chocolate or sucker? Hot sucker. All right, there you go. All right, I feel like I'm missing people. Anybody over here? Huh? Manipulative. Chocolate or sucker? You want chocolate. I'm not throwing it at the baby. I'm going to throw it over here. Taylor. Not respecting, oh my word, not respecting boundaries. Very good. Would you come get your, your, no? Fake. Chocolate or sucker? Vain. Did you say fake or vain? Vain. All right, this table. Racist. That's not a characteristic, is it? I'm teasing. Calm down. <laughs> no sucker for you. Cheyenne. All right. All right, so hold on. Yeah. Do you want a, a sucker or chocolate? I, I want a pretty one. I'm going to give you red. Cool. Sucker or chocolate? m &M. All right, so one more question. So thinking about those words that we just uh, came up with, vain, racist, uh, deceitful, lying, integrity, compassionate, kind, thinking about those words, why do you think it's important? Why do you think our character is important? Because we're what? We're supposed to reflect Jesus, okay? It influences other people, correct? It's your reputation, it's who you are. Somebody say something over here? Yes, very good. Because it influences other people, it influences your choices, it's going to influence the steps that you take and the decisions that you make. Anything else? Very good. Guys, that was amazing. Thank you so much for participating. Give yourself a round of applause. All right, I'm going to hold on to my paper clip. 
Um, so you're right. Our character is what, um, what other people see in us. It influences our life, but it also influences other people's lives. And it also influences, um, not influences, it, oh my gosh, escaped my brain. It influences our decisions. So it's important because you can have a bad character, and if you have a bad character, how are you going to influence other people in the world? Not very well. You're going to influence. It's just not going to be in a good way. Vice versa, if you have a good character or good qualities, you're going to be able to influence in a much better way. Um, And, you know, just because... No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay out of it. I was going to say something about politics, but I won't. Um, <laughs> I need to quit playing around. All right. So, guys, um, I just want to share with you a little bit about my character uh, before Jesus. And um, it was bad. It was real bad. Um, there may have been one or two good characteristics about myself, but for the most part, it was bad. I probably could have played the villain in any book or any movie. Um, not proud to say that, just trying to uh, share with you a little bit of what God has done in my life. Um, when I was young, I never thought that I could hope for anything. Out of all of the bad traits that I had, I was impatient. I was inconsiderate of other people. I didn't even understand what compassion was, right? No. If you couldn't give me what I wanted, I had no use for you. And that's a horrible way to be, but that's who I was. Before Jesus, I was extremely hopeless. There was not one time in my life that I remember being young saying, I, wanna, I hope for this and it coming true. Nothing, I never got anything I wanted. We were poor, so I would want you know, this to eat. We couldn't get it because we didn't have money. Um, I wanted a door on my bedroom. I couldn't have that because my bedroom was in the dining room because we couldn't afford a two-bedroom house. I never got a boyfriend, never the guy that I liked, right? I barely had friends and in high school, middle school, all them. I was never popular. I always got picked on. I was too skinny, too poor. My nose was way too big. Um, just all these different things. I never had hope. And so because of that, I developed this attitude of, well, since I don't ever get what I want or what I think I need, I'm not going to ever want. So I developed this attitude of no expectations. I'm not going to expect anything from anyone or, or anything. And that was a very sad way to live. That decision and that attitude that I had altered my trajectory for 20-some years because I grew up never learning how to depend on people, never caring for people, super selfish, doing whatever I needed to do to take care of myself. Um, And that's just who I was. And I look back on who that awful person was, and I am sad because I think about all the people that I came across, all the people that I hung out with, all the people that I influenced in that awful way. And I feel like that I, the only thing that I influenced them with was hopelessness, right? Super negative. We're not going to hope for this. And that's, I just think that's sad. It hurts my heart now looking back and thinking that everybody that I came into contact with back then, I shared hopelessness with them. Thank goodness I'm not that person anymore. Um, So the verse that we kind of are sitting in 
through this series is Romans 5. And I just want to read that. I don't know if you have a slide. If not, I'll just read from here. It says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out, been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Guys, I find this verse very encouraging. You're probably thinking, why? Well, because I am a lover of details and direction. And for me, that gives me lots of details. It's telling me what's going to happen. And it's telling me the direction that life is going to go. And, and for me, I like that. Um, because I feel like I have a plan. I have a plan to persevere. And for people that are super close to me, know that that's true. Like, I have a plan. I'm going to wake up and I'm like, all right, today sucks. I'm going through this with my mom or I'm going through this with my kids. But, but I have a plan because God's word says that perseverance is going to bring forth, I mean, suffering is going to bring forth perseverance. Great. Well, I'm in it. Check. Check the box. What do we do? Um, I put some slides. Do you have the next slides? Up there? Yep. Um, I don't even know. I don't know what y'all are doing up there. Anyway, there's three slides. Um, that, that's normally me also. I'm not going to look at that. So this is how my brain thinks. I, I was just telling the girls at this table um, when I, they were asked, you know, how do you tend to persevere? There it is. Uh, tend to, how do you persevere? Like, how do you do it? How do you get through it? For me, it's a mindset or a perspective, and I feel like the scriptures give us the right perspective. And so this is how I want to encourage you or challenge you to think as you are sitting in suffering or, or walking through suffering. Um, so suffering produces perseverance. So I'm going to wake up and I'm going to tell myself, suffering produces perseverance so that or because I can develop perseverance, right? Does that make sense? I'm trying to teach. I know it's going to be bad. Um, I'm not like Judah Smith. Um, I mean, I can be, but it won't happen that way. Um, So think about going through a season of growth or of healing. You know, there's an open wound that you are trying to heal, and it stinks to be in that open wound, kind of like what Taylor had shared a couple weeks ago. Um, You can choose to sit in it, because you know that God is trying to do something in you, or you can run from it, right? You can walk away from it. Well, the scripture helps me to sit in it. Does that make sense? Okay. Perseverance develops character. So because I'm going to sit in it, and I'm going to stay here with Jesus and community, it's going to develop that character. It's going to change whatever is in me that needs to be changed. So if we think back to pre-Jesus, I was not compassionate at all. Jesus has changed that in me to where I am super compassionate, um, which is crazy because now I cry all the time and I never used to cry. So, you know, just prepare yourself if you're asking to be more compassionate. Um, But that helps me because I know God is trying to do something in myself because of his righteousness, right? He's trying to make me more like him. I'm okay with that. Um, Character is going to foster or uh, encourage hope. And so the way that I see it is because my character is being built up. So suffering is creating this perseverance. So suffering, I'm sitting in it, it's developing my character, I'm going to see some hope. You like this, right? Helps me. Suffering, we're sitting in it, so we're going to persevere, 
It's going to redo or rebuild our character. And then we're going to be able to see that hope that Jesus is and he offers. Um, for me, that's my mindset, and that's how I like to approach certain things. Now, does that look, looks great on paper and on the big screen. In real life, it's not going to look that pretty. It's going to look like having that debate in your mind if you uh, call a friend to come over because you uh, need to talk or you need to cry or you need to share something that you've been keeping inside and you don't want to share it, right? You have that choice to make. It could look like uh, losing somebody that's really close to you and you don't understand why. And so you don't even want to think about sitting in that suffering to get to that character rebuild, to get to that hope, right? You just, you just don't want to sit there. Uh, so it looks really good on paper, but it is really hard to walk through. Um, but again, we do have encouragement. And, um, you know, that's through Jesus, our community, and the scripture that he has written. Um, so I'm going to share another story. And it's kind of funny, but not really. Um, so I just mentioned Judah Smith. Y'all don't even know he's my favorite pastor. He's literally one of my favorite people to listen to. He is kooky, um, but he loves Jesus. He's super loud. Like, he holds the microphone down here, and it's, he's still loud. Um, he's very charismatic. Um, he's got a great fashion sense. Um, and he loves to share how much Jesus loves you. Things are, that's important. Um, he loves to share with you how much Jesus loves you. Well, last year we went to a uh, leadership conference in Atlanta uh, called Catalyst. It's something that we used to go to every year, so I've seen him a few times. But last year he was uh, releasing his new book, How's Your Soul, and so he was going to do a meet-and-greet book signing. Ah. Y'all, I can't even tell you how excited I was, okay? So I went into straight mission mode, like people get up. Taylor, Ashley, and a few other people can attest. I made them get up super early so we could get to Cal. Ain't nobody there. They're like, V. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Because um, that's how awful I am. Planned it out. I got my book. I was so excited. You know, I was waiting for that time when he was going to do his meet and greet. I went out an extra hour early. I was like, I'm going to be in line. I was the first person in line. I was like, this is great. And then I was like, no, it can't be first because i got to have more time to just, like, look at him. That may require therapy, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I even got Crystal to come out and take pictures. <laughs> That's real bad. Uh, just because I was so excited. I didn't have to want to have to worry about taking pictures, right? So, um, I mean, and I wanted a whole collage. I wanted, like, in the line. There he is. It's bad. It's real. But I'm being honest with y'all, okay? Um, so I'm waiting in line for 40 minutes, talking to the other people that's in line, and then all of a sudden this catalyst worker comes up and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Judah's stuck in traffic, we're gonna have to cancel. Yo, when I tell you, and y'all can ask them, I'm not exaggerating, that my heart sank and tears welled up in my eyes. I was devastated. Um, and Crystal and Taylor are like, V, are you for real right now? And I knew, it was deeper, deeper than just meeting Judah Smith. He is just a man. It's not even that serious, right? Um, so it was something deep, deep, deep. Um, so in that moment, all of those old characteristics of my old hopeless, angry self were right here in my face. And the thought immediately went across my mind. See, this is why. These are my words. See, this is why I don't hope for anything. And that was in my brain. And I sat there, and I was like, all right, 
I can either stay here and let that push down, let it fester, and let it ruin my, the rest of my time there, or I can give it to Jesus and share it with my friends. Y'all know how embarrassing that was to say that to them? Um, but I did. And so I shared that with them, and I said, can you just pray for my heart? And they did. And I really did cry. Um, and it really wasn't about Judah. It was because I felt hopeless again. It was like, why do I get excited for something and it never comes to fruition? So um, I did what I know best to do, and that's to serve. I'm also on the events team here, and so sometimes at Catalyst, I'll go just to serve dinner for Blue Ridge people. And so I wasn't on the team that year, but I was like, I'm going to serve. So I went over there, and I just prayed um, before they got out there, and I was like, God, I know this is not really about Judah Smith. It's about me. And so I just ask that you don't let me go back to that old person. Like, don't let me go back to that old person. Help me stay with you. Like, show me what it is that I need to do. Like, I'm giving it to you. So, did that. I served. Forgot about it. It was done. Um, And I was content. I was just fine. I had my conversation with Jesus. I served people. And that brings me joy. It really does. Like, I will fix you a sandwich. Give you some chip. What you won't drink. Like, I love to do that. Um, So, later that night, we went back in. And, nope. Never mind. So what I wanted to tell you about that, not that I'm crazy about Judah Smith, was God was rebuilding my character in that moment. And I really know it might seem like a silly moment to you, but as I was practicing at home, I started crying. I was like, Lord, please don't let me cry in front of these people about this event. (laughs) But (laughs) I just want you to know how deeply hurt I was from that. And it was because he was trying to change something in me. Um... And he wanted me to know that, you know, hey, you're faced with this situation, and I'm not even going to call it suffering because it's, it's not really, but it was that moment of I have a choice to make. Am I going to resort back to my old self, or am I going to uh, choose Jesus and, and stay with him, like sit there and stay with him? Well, guess what I did? I chose Jesus. Um, in my mind, there was no comparison. Even if I didn't get to meet Judah Smith, I did not want to go back to that old character that I had. And so um, I chose him. And I sat with him in it, and, you know, I cried, and we giggled. People made fun of me, but it was okay. And um, I want to share with you this verse, Romans 15, 4, because I also find encouragement in this verse as well. Um, And it says, For whatever was written in former days were written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So, I don't know if you noticed, but we've already read two verses that talks about suffering, right? We're going to have some suffering. We're going to have to learn how to endure it. But we can get encouragement from the scriptures. Um, And to me, that's important because, you know, I like details. And so, this is awesome. This is like a, you know how they say put God's armor on? This for me is like, armor if you're in a moment of suffering because it's like I can come to the scripture and that it's going to help me push through it's going to help me sit it's going to help me stay with Jesus instead of giving up instead of turning back to what you know um, it's going to help so what I want you to know is that you're going to endure suffering if you call yourself a child of God you're going to endure suffering but there's a purpose for it. You know, 
suffering is going to produce what? Perseverance. Perseverance is going to produce what? Character is going to produce what? Hope. So if you're in that and you want to give up and you want to walk away from it, I just encourage you to sit. Reach out to your community and bring them in, right? Don't give up. Sit. Because God is doing something in you, and there's hope at the end of that suffering. Um, and then, you know, I just ask you point blank, what are you going to choose? If you're faced with something right now where you have the option to run away and run from Jesus and stay the same, are you going to choose to do that? Are you going to surrender it to Jesus, lay it at his feet, and suffer through whatever it is? Suffer is a harsh word. Endure is much better, right? We're going to endure it. Um, it's a process, and I happen to believe it's a, it's a purpose for that process. He wants us to make him more like him, to put us in his image, to help us have those same characteristics that he has. And he has done much in my life to do that. I am more compassionate. Am I exactly like him as far as compassion? Probably not. But I have the ability to, to love on people that need it, that don't need it, that say they don't need it. Um, he's allowed me to see brokenness in people. And that's kind of a cool thing because growing up with not like super non-emotional um, it's good because now I can see people and, and you might talk to me and you start talking about something and I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. And so this is what I do and this is where I can go in scripture to help and let me pray for you, right? Um, and I want that character. I want his character. I want to be somebody that can encourage you, that can inspire you, that can um, walk with you through those dark places and those broken moments, that can just sit and cry with you. Um, I want to have that character. I want to be known for that. Like, I want to be that light. I want to be known for spreading hope, not hopelessness. I got a lot of time to make up for, right? Um, but I also know in order to do that, guess what has to happen? God's going to have to keep changing stuff in here. I'm going to have to keep going through seasons of change to either heal old wounds that haven't been touched yet or change some things about my character. I suffer from pride, and y'all know. I mean, it's because of my childhood, and so now I do stuff, and I'm like, is that prideful? I didn't even know. Is it pride? I don't mean it to be pride. Is it pride? I don't want it to be pride, but is it pride? I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, it really is. But I don't, I don't want to have that same prideful characteristic. I just don't. Um, one place, so I got plenty of stories I could tell you about my character. One is several years ago when I started serving in high school ministries, um, I, you know, was under the authority of a man, which has never happened in my life. The word submissive was not in my vocabulary at all. And uh, he was the pastor, and he did some stuff, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we just butted heads. And, you know, me, I was going to be like, hey, I need to talk to you about your attitude. <laughs> this is what, I'm dead serious. But in those moments, because I had such close community, they were like, you can't do that. And I was like, what do you mean I can't do that? He's rude, he's this, he's that, it's not your place. And I'm like, oh, why, because he's a man? Like, I really wanted to come and tell him that he was rude. Um, but I didn't. And 
what I did was I prayed to God, and I was like, God, I really don't want to serve here if this is what it's going to be like. Um, and so I, I didn't have to do anything. God handled it for me. And I ended up serving there for three and a half years, and this man is part of my family. Like, I love him so much that he's part of my family. That's different. The old me would have chopped his head off and cut him down at the knees, right? This is what you are and what you are not. Um, I can't even do that right anymore. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's one area from, uh, you know, the early on part of my journey. Uh, something current is... Uh, I am smack dead in the middle of several things, and I think it's because God knows I'm an extremist. It's like all or nothing, <sighs> and he does it. He just, like, throws it all. Um, you know, I have to trust him with my kids who don't know Jesus, and my son just went to the military, and, you know, it's like I, I no longer have that authoritative figure. It's just influence. God, how can I influence them to make right decisions? So, that's stressful, and that's somewhat of a mom suffering, right? Because you want better things for your kids. Um, you know, in my relationship with my mom, it's not good. Um, and that is more of a character change for me than it is suffering. It's because I need to endure with Jesus so that she can see the hope that Jesus has and the freedom, because I don't think she has it. Um, and then, you know, there's things like this nonprofit that I have that. I've been working on for a couple of years, and uh, we've had great things happen, and we've had some big events, we've had some non-big events, and uh, it just hasn't blew up. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to put this work in, I'm going to put this money in, it's going to blow up, it's going to be big, I'm going to have all these people that's going to come and volunteer. It ain't happened. And I'm currently in this spot of, I just want to give up. I just want to quit, because I'm not seeing any fruit. And so, I have doubts of, did I hear God right? You know, did I hear him the wrong way? How do I persevere if I don't know? Because y'all know I like plans. So how do I persevere through this if I have no idea what I'm supposed to be persevering through or to change or to do this or to do that? And um, I haven't given up, but I'm just sitting here. And, um, you know, I still have my hands open to God, and I'm like, show me what it is you need me to see. What are you trying to do? Because I know, because I can look at ba back at my past and say, well, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. So he's trying to do something else in here. Like something else is hiding in here. But I'm quick. I'm impatient still. And so it's like, just pull it out. Let's get it. Um, he's not. He's very slow. Um, but that's okay, because I think you learn a lot in the slowness of healing. And um, you're going to need community for that, guys. And, and that's what we are. And I just hope you have that community here. And if not, you should. <laughs> but, um, oh, let's see. Sometimes I just go way off topic, but hopefully that is right. So in the whole midst of the nonprofit thing, guess what I have? Piece of candy to the one that has the right answer. Uh, I, I do have that. Starts with a C. Choice. <laughs> but good job. <laughs> but good job. Um, so y'all are like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. So in this, while I'm sitting in this mess of suffering, right, what do I have? I should have said the whole question and not coded it. I have a choice. I can sit and stay with Jesus and persevere through it and call my girls around. They can come with me. Or I can just give up and just hang out in my corporate life and, and do what I know. I'm not giving up just yet. 
So y'all can continue to pray for me in that if you want to. Um, so back to my story at Catalyst with Judah. So we went back in, and at nighttime they do the really big show. They usually have some uh, huge musical act that comes and plays, and then they have a main speaker. Well, Judah was the main speaker, so at least I got to see him and hear him speak, so that was good. And then, um, you know, afterwards we're leaving. It's like 30,000-plus people at this place. So slow moving, you know, everybody trying to go up the, the bleacher aisles and everything. It takes a long time. And um, as I'm standing there trying to walk out, I get this text from Taylor. She's like, V, where are you? And I'm like, I'm trying to get through the sea of people. What are you doing? And she was like, he's here. He's signing books. And I'm like, oh. Like, I mean, it was just like, what? And I was like, no. I was like, I'll never make it through all of these people. So as I'm walking, I just said, God, if you want me to meet Judah Smith, you will let me meet Judah. And if not, I'm okay with it. And I really was. Because I wasn't going to get all funky again. I just said, you know, I know you're there. You're with me. I'm good. Well, I got up to Taylor. She's grinning ear to ear. She's in line holding my spot. Okay. So the woman recognized her from earlier that day, and she was like, where is your friend? So she let her save a spot for me, and it was the funniest thing, y'all. And there's a picture up here somewhere. But I got to meet this man, and, I mean, (laughs) can you just see how I'm in his armpit? And I just feel like... (laughs) Y'all don't even know. I got a whole bunch of pictures. But this was ridiculous. And I think he was just as excited to see me as I was to see him. Um, And I did tell him the story. And then Taylor's like, are you going to cry now, V? And I was like, shut up, Taylor. And and he's like, Veronica, don't cry. I love you. And I was like, (laughs) Um, Guys, that's Jesus, right? There's no way that would have happened without Jesus. And so I learned three things that day. And I know y'all probably still think it's silly, but I'm for real when I tell you it was a deep, deep, deep hopelessness that I felt. Three things that I learned that day. One, God hears me, right? He heard my heart cry earlier that day. No matter how silly, no matter how insignificant it might be, for me it was deep hurt, and he heard it. Two, he cares about me. Um, and he cares about me because he loves me and I'm his. Three, he changed my response. He changed my response two times in that day, and I got to see it and experience, and I'm so grateful for that. And I would have never got to experience that had I chosen to just keep those funky thoughts in play and let them fester in my heart and soul. That would have never happened. Um, And so I just asked you guys, I know you can't meet Judas, but like I can't, but... It makes me giddy. I'm not even kidding. I may or may not have wetness in my eyes. That's how bad. Um, and it's really just because Jesus loves me, right? Okay. <laughs> Ashley said, <laughs> Guys, seriously. Um, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I do, and it's really because of Jesus, because, you know, he is my hope even in the little things and in the big things, right? Um, And I think he loves on us and the silly little things like that. And I'm okay with that. Um, What'd you say? Oh. Um, So I just, I I want you guys to have a lot of time at the tables tonight because I really want you to dig in, one, into your character. I want you to really be open 
and really dig into some qualities of your character that you like and some qualities in your character that, you, that are not so great, right? We all have something. Um, and then I want you to share it with each other at your table and walk through this passage of Scripture and, and ask God to change your perspective and your mindset as you are sitting in this suffering, right? Um, because ultimately, you do have that choice. You have a choice if you're going to stay or go. And so I encourage you to stay, and I encourage you to lean into community and lean into what God has for you. And um, you will see the hope that he has to offer and the hope that he is. So thank you guys for letting me teach you tonight. I hope it was fun and entertaining. It felt like it. I'm bringing the candy back to our table. <laughs>